Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. I am so excited to be in the studio this week and have one of my absolute favorite comedians in the biz. His name's Adam Ray. He's freaking hysterical. You've seen him in basically everything ever. And he's one of my favorite people to follow. I went and saw him uh, do stand-up like 10 years ago, and I remember just immediately, A, being in love with him because he's just so handsome, but also just he's such a genuinely nice guy. And I'll tell you what, in this business, in this friggin' biz, it's hard to find nice guys. But Adam is just such an incredible talent. I love him. I adore him. I'm very excited to have him in the studio. So let's dive right into it. You will love him as well. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, Adam Ray. Hey, Adam, welcome to Atlanta. How the hell are you? Oh, I love it here. Yeah, you do? Oh, man, I've had I've had some home cooking. Oh, yeah. Um, Did you go to like Mary Max Tea Room? What'd you do? No, I just had a uh, breakfast sandwich from the Homewood Suites Diner. That's uh, Oh, fuck it up. I just called it a diner. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. It's it's a, um, I don't even know if they have a proper kitchen, but, and I don't want to fully come on here and knock the Homewood Suites. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it might be Homewood Inn and Suites. Mm -hmm. It's inundated with a lot of people that you forgot we have on this planet. Like when you go to Walmart anywhere in the Midwest, Uh past 1145 and you go oh i forgot we have that guy roaming the earth yeah <laughs> like rat tail starter jacket mesh shorts mayonnaise stains implant scar his kids phrases are like hey can i borrow some neosporin right yeah <laughs> so homewood suites is filled with a lot of like just just people that you're like i i'm curious about where they're coming and where they're going that to. that's how i feel at any airport in ohio period oh yeah like going to the midwest specifically ohio was real culture shock for me mm. i'm like salt of the earth and i'm southern so i feel like southern people are real salt of the earth but being midwest is different you yeah. know what i mean yeah. but i was also the person who constantly is asking can i borrow a neosporin <laughs> <laughs> i am the neosporin person you are i just for what come, i just get easily and knacks and cracks. Nicks and knacks and just always like a bug bite i don't know what it is it's my blood type the fucking buggies love the me bugs love you yeah they love me you take it as a compliment I, i'm being negative what sort of bugs out here are the main bugs that like you don't want to get bit by i mean we have like you know mosquitoes that can t- take off a large cat oh my god yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i just saw this video that my wife sent me of a because we're always terrified of our little 10 pound cavapoo pickles getting yeah you know snatched up by a hawk or that, an owl yeah by the way owls if you're listening 
just go away. Just fuck off. I don't know what you do other than terrify children, Jews, <laughs> non-Jews. There's, I don't like that was specific to my people, but the, everything. They, they seem a little dicey. They seem a little dicey to the Jews. They're okay? the way, they're, maybe it's just the way they like quickly look. It's very Nazi Germany with their yeah. head tilts. Yeah. But they are the creatures where I'm like, I think they did one animated film about owls. I don't know what it's called. We get was a it check Disney? on this. It was. It was, I, <laughs> it was Tina like, knows. Tina knows. Tina, it's Disney. Yeah, I wish she knew it offhand. It was. I don't know if it's DreamWorks. It might have been a weird company. Legend of the Guardians. Okay. No thanks. Table for one. And and it's not like a redeeming story. I don't even. I saw the trailer, and that was enough for me to go pass. Yeah. Not smash. And <laughs> it's Warner Brothers. Oh. Hey, well. Warner Brothers would love to work with you, but not on any owl type. Projects. You know, I had a cat straight up. I had a cat that was got, um, owl snatched? got snatched by a hawk and my dad was smoking a cigar outside on our porch and he came in and my dad had a thick southern accent and all he said was, Kitty's gone, hawk got him. And we were, I was like, oh, what? And he just said, Kitty's gone, hawk got him. And I was like, what do you mean? And he couldn't get the words out. Lower enunciate. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, so now all the time, whenever I'm, you know, just in a mood, I'll just say, Kitty's gone, hawk got him. That's and the hawk just really took the sweet. fucking cat. And we had fat cats, like a 20 pound cat. Off the the porch of our. Did he see it? Get... He saw it. He was sitting there. He didn't even have time to like like look up. It was all of a sudden, and that's when we redid our our backyard <laughs> and made it what hawk kitty gone. Yeah, hawk got him proof. Yeah, yeah. Well, we put in like you know a nice pool. So if you put in a saltwater pool, apparently it deters them. No way. Yeah, yeah. No, that was just that's my what the pool guy tells you too. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, the bigger pool. If you want a hot tub and a jacuzzi yeah, waterfall, you will have hops. no vermin. Yeah. No vermin. <laughs> yeah. But so she sent me this video of a giant it looked like an ostrich meets a peacock meets a hawk meets a condor meets a falcon meets a pterodactyl meets a raptor meets a rick glassman all in one bird <laughs> and it was just neurotic and and just the and the wings was this on your property no sorry this is a video that she just sent me okay. where it was like a high rise it looked like arizona vegas barstow it looked deserty in the boonies okay we're like there's always one dairy queen yeah where there's a guy who, well, at least in my experience, I went to a Dairy Queen in Barstow on the way to Vegas once. I'm standing in line, and there's a, a guy in front of me ordering a Blizzard, and the guy just goes, oh, sorry, man, we just ran out of Blizzards. And a guy, three guys behind me goes, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and the guy at the counter goes, I was just joking, man. Sorry, I've been here for like three days straight. And he goes, why the fuck would you joke about no Blizzards, dude? We're all coming from long ways to get Oreo cookie Blizz. And that is fucking not That's right. my order. That's my order. Me Oreo too. cookie bliss. I love you. And I Always. also used to love a peanut butter parfait. Did you ever get one of those? Sure, oh yeah. Where it's a layer to the hot fudge, the peanuts, the... the... Preaching to the choir. Yeah, you get it. The dilly bars were a nice yeah. mix-up. Oh, fucking love a dilly bar. Dairy Queen doesn't get enough love, but I think that's because they get too much hate for their other items. I would I don't not... know why they press so hard on the chicken tender basket. You hey, know guys. what I mean? Hey, Hi. The, Stop it. The Texas toast... It wasn't a win. Oh, I didn't even know that was on the menu. Oh, they're big on this, like, Texas toast with the chicken tenders and oh. the shitty fries. It's out of a Cisco the bag. It's not fresh. burgers don't look like burgers. Yeah, yeah we're like... good. Stick to what you know. <laughs> yeah, stick to what you know. That mm -hmm. should be, Hot Eats Cool Treats has gotten you this far. You know what I'm saying? Hot Eats Cool Motherfucking Treats. And we, yeah. we only have Hot Eats for the slogan. No mm -hmm. one's thinking, no one hears Hot Eats Cool Treats and goes, oh, that's right. Let me get some chicken tendies and a dilly bar. No, no, no. It just completes the fun catchphrase slogan hot eats cool treats but everyone's hearing 
cool treats. When I think hot eats cool treats, I think Wendy's because you know when I'm severely hungover, I will get into the oh, shower yeah. with a frosty, a chocolate <laughs> frosty. Sit, let the rain fall down, let it wash away. Get the like fuck yeah, if, out if you're of here. really fucking hungover, you sit in the in the bottom of your you know tub Sitting or your shower. Sitting in a shower is underrated. And then eat your frosty, and then have the fries. I think great spicy chicken sandwich, good French fries, sure. hot eats cool treats, Wendy's. Wow. Yeah. If you had to be. And I hate these questions, but uh-huh. the stranded on a desert island. Yeah, I love or, these questions. I, like I should that. be asking you these questions. I like no, no well, I'll I'll respond after. I like <laughs> this better than the like, if you had the last meal before they fucking killed you. Yeah. Like that person's always like, I got a girl once with her uh we dated for a while and uh, about three, four years. It was long distance. Mm-hmm. And then she fucked a cameraman in Reno. And uh, no. there's a cartoon. I made a song about it. It's on my YouTube. Just type in Adam Ray Reno Cheater mm-hmm. and it's animated. The guy actually ended up seeing it because he still worked there. Um, no one ever leaves Reno. That's the thing. If you if you start in Reno, you don't leave oh, Reno. You're done. Yeah, you're done. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, celebrates every effort you make to improve how you feel and how you live. Even a small step can make a big difference. If you've been working on your mental health, which is a very important thing, or if you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. I freaking love Talkspace. Y'all know I'm on the road. I'm bebopping around. City to city. New challenges every week. But you know what? I don't have time to fly back to Atlanta to then sit in freaking traffic, have Robin beeping, being like, where are you? I'm like, can I have just an hour to myself to talk to somebody? But the great thing about Talkspace.com is you can just go online, sign up online, and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you. Typically, which is great, we love things that are fast within 48 hours. It's incredibly convenient to have a virtual session with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your home. I can literally be laying in bed in a pair of pajamas, feet up, have my, you know, ice latte next to me and I can talk about my feelings. Who doesn't love that? Listen, what I also love about Talkspace is need any help with any specific challenges you might be facing. They are the number one online therapy platform. They have like over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, and much more. And hey, sometimes you need a bitch sesh. You know, sometimes it's nice to have a non-biased third party person to just chit chat and be like, am I looking at this the same way? My friends are looking at this. You know what I mean? Listen, Talkspace is fantastic and I love it. To celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and to celebrate every step you make towards a better, richer, fuller life, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $100 off your first month with Talkspace. Just go to Talkspace.com slash absolutely to match with a licensed therapist today. Go to Talkspace.com slash absolutely to get $100 off your first month and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash absolutely. If I didn't have AG1 in my bag to take every morning, just one scoop of it and a little bit of water, I would not be able to survive the way I am. Listen, knock on wood, your girl's been feeling good for a while now because I have been diligent about taking my AG1. Athletic Greens is amazing. And I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave it a try a while ago. I think honestly at the tail end of COVID. And the next thing you know, we have so much of it in our house because we actively take it. Like I could be an AG1 dealer right now. All right. I love this stuff. Here's why I love it. Because with just one scoop, every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourcing 
ingredients of the highest quality that give me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. And it's delivered directly to me every month, so it's been super easy to make it a daily habit. One of the reasons why I have so much in my house is because I personally ordered it, and then my husband ordered it, and my mom ordered it because we're all obsessed with it. So again, your girl's swimming in that AG1, and I'm taking it, and it's never made me feel better. Y'all, I will tell you this right now, I see such a huge difference. The mornings I don't take my AG1, I'm not going the way I should be. I'm not feeling like I got a little pep in my step, a little boost of energy, just feeling an overall wellness. I love it. It's just awesome. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. That's athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Check it out. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. I knew when I shook his hand, I was like, we were 24. He was like the only guy that was in the vicinity of her age. I think he was like 30, 31. Everybody, and he was dating, but everyone else at the news station was married uh-huh. and like with kids and just like older. And so he was the only guy close to her age. And I remember he just, I just shook his hand and I was like, you're going to fuck her. Yeah. I just knew. <laughs> the way he shook my hand, I think he even tickled it with his finger being like, here's a preview of what she's going to get. And I was like, yikes. But also good on you because it is Reno and I feel bad that she's there. But, um, so she's still there. She's still with him. No, now she's oh. in San Fran with a kid. I don't follow her on Facebook. <laughs> and uh, I did not know that when you follow somebody on LinkedIn, that they get a notification every time you click on their profile. I found an ex from college. I was like, let's just see what he's up to. Aggressively clicking. I got super fucked up one night, like super high. It's I'm, fun sometimes. It's fun like, sometimes because it's also you're just taking a deep dive yeah. down memory lane of like, this is the whole point of social media is to like check in every now and then and be like. You know, how's Emily Leon, the, the first girl in seventh grade that had boobs that then became Rain, the stripper, in Seattle? Mm-hmm. Coincidence. Nice play on words with the name. Mm-hmm. I want to check in to see if she's still dancing away. Yeah. So you check in on this guy. I checked in on this guy because I'm not obviously a real office professional. I don't have a LinkedIn. So I made a link. Don't I had ask. some like boomty LinkedIn from like, I don't know, trying to get a restaurant job years ago. And so I clicked. Boomty LinkedIn, by the way, yeah, sounds Boomty like the name LinkedIn. of a terrible detective or a great <laughs> porn star. Boomty LinkedIn coming to the stage next, fellas. Get your tens out. I had no idea that you got a notification anytime somebody clicks on it. So I had like aggressively just kept clicking on it for like three days. And I was like, oh, this. And he never reached out. But he now knows that I just aggressively was stalking. Are you sh- late night drunk shopping or deep diving on people or TikTok rabbit holes? Like if you've got a. I'm now in a. I had to get off TikTok for a month because it got so toxic. I would be literally so deep into shit. Yeah. Then like last night. So I recently got on it because I, I was. I feel like I've been following Taylor Swift. Okay. Everywhere I perform, she's also performing there that weekend. So I always am like, now I'm just like adjacent. I'm like, I'm not a big Swifty person. Love her. She's very talented, but I was never considered a Swifty. So now I'm deep into like all of like the Taylor Swift conspiracy theories. I was up till 345 last night, just fucking dialed in looking at this shit. Conspiracy theories. Yeah, there's there's it's layered. It's like so what? fucking layered. Her real name is actually Susan, I don't know. No, like literally if if she wipes her brow at a show, they're like, this is what this fucking means. This is a jab to like John Mayer. I'm like, I think she's just sweaty. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Oh my God, one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She used her left hand and that's his, that was his go-to hand to give her massages with. Exactly. It was a signal. Yeah. 
Whoa. I bet yeah. she'd lo- I bet she would love you. I bet she does love I bet she knows who you are. No, absolutely not. You don't think? No, no. She follows no one on Instagram. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, maybe low key. She's got a Finsta. I know all famous I people have Finsta. So... You're friends with a lot of very famous people. Sure. They, you know they have Finstas. You know What's what I mean? What's that? Oh, fake Insta. Fake Insta. A burner account. Yeah, I don't. And I I am not a very famous you? person. Yeah, you are. No, but I literally will low key and that's why I should have learned my lesson from the LinkedIn, because I'll just go in under my name and I'll just like Yeah, but that's fun and that's also yeah. who you like, what are you trying to that's not, not your Emma. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. People love that about you. How's uh, married life? It's great. You re- What are you, almost in the first year? Not even. We uh, October, we did Halloween weekend. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, which was fun. And nobody wore costumes. I brought it up at one point, and she shot down very fast. Mm-hmm. But then she was also like, I got no problem if somebody does dress up. She's like, you know. But it was in Arizona. It was great. It's great. We've known each other for, you know, five, six years. And uh, easy transition. Now it's just kind of the... You know, getting on schedule of like making sure that when I'm gone, like I've been since Wednesday, yeah. That and she's so support, like she loves you. So when I was like, I'm gonna stay an extra day, go to the game yesterday, and then do the podcast. She's like, yeah. awesome, cool. See, you know, like, and not, you know, and definitely distance makes a heart grow fonder. And right. so I think we both appreciate that. And she comes on a lot of trips because she's in voiceover animation casting, yeah. so she can work from anywhere. And then sometimes she's like, I need to be home and be with, you know, our, our pup and like yeah. be in my own bed. And like, yeah. I'm just not as accustomed to traveling and the wear and tear of everything as you are. So it's just easier for me to kind of be like just gone and also living out of a suitcase. There is nothing more annoying than when people ask me, does your husband come to every show? I'm like, no, this yeah. is fucking work. Yeah. If you think I want to deal with his ass backstage, yeah. who's not lifting a finger asking me what time dinner is. And if he can, he's like, I'll come backstage. I'm like, I ate the whole charcuterie. Like, well, I didn't oh mean to. And I'm like, God. there's nothing fucking left nothing for me. for you. I came off stage one time and he had one job, which was just to order me food. I was like, because I can't really eat before shows. Me neither. So I'm literally performing. I go, hey, you find the late night spot and just have it delivered to yes. the theater. Yes. And I come back stage and I'm like hey babe where's dinner and he's like I wasn't very hungry I'm like it's not oh, for you <laughs> like blacked out but he's such ah, a yeah ah, yeah ah. lost my shit and I was just like I didn't ask if you were hungry and yeah. I blacked out and then Jeff now knows he's like have a bag of snacks like it's just too much work for yeah. him when he comes to shows now. a snack bag or a yeah. snack pack or a yeah. backpack full of snacks like you got to be prepped and that yeah, she's knows she loves to come to the shows because right. we live right in the middle of Hollywood, so it's like easy to go to a show and come back. And she also has gotten way. I mean, she's in the business because of being around me and what I was doing. She was peeing on some shows and peeing on on Dan Levy's show that, that he did, and and so she just loves to be around it and she loves comedy. And but so I now have to be more cognizant when I get back to like Spend not do a show time. tonight and yeah. like not yeah. land and immediately just go got a spot. Yeah. Which is also tough because then it's like, you know, it's there's so many people and you want to you got to stay in it. And so, you know, if I'm only in town for three days, I don't want to not put in the bills for the comedy store because I it just passed like 12 new people. So it's even more competitive. And you just want to. Well, you feel like you get in this crazy hamster wheel because I'm on the road right now. I also feel like if I don't come back and then if I don't do two podcast episodes and then I'm not doing this yes. Instagram and the brand deals so and the shitty. bullshit and then the script notes and this and that, you feel like if you're not constantly moving, if you take a day off, you're like, that's it. Yeah. Everyone's forgotten about me. It, makes suck. you, it sucks. What makes you, I guess our honeymoon was the first time I probably ever felt like I don't feel, I'm just going to check out. Yeah. And like not, 
And oh. I'm like, is that what I need? And is I lost 15 fucking pounds. We were in Italy for 30 days and I lost 15 pounds because I wasn't stressed at all. Was it? Whoa. Literally, I don't even know how it happened, but I just think my body finally, for like the first time in three years, like relaxed. And I came back. I never come back thinner. People were like, you've never looked better. Didn't lose the weight before the wedding, but literally lost 15 pounds on the Amalfi Coast, doing nothing but blacking out on white wine at lunch, eating pizza and pasta. Because I finally gave myself a break. Maybe that's the secret, huh? That's why they're so yeah. fit and fun and just yeah. refreshed. And I think just regular actors, because they just know that they're like, okay, I'm on this season. I have nothing else to worry about. Comedy is if you are not up, if you are totally. not in people's faces, yeah. and like you said, if you're not dropping in, if you're not doing shit, if you're not booking shows, it is like a constant. Mm. I, I just kind of feel like I'm in a pinball machine sometimes. 1,000. Right? And I have to say, for people that don't know you, you are one of my favorite, all-time favorite stand-ups. Oh, I went to one of your shows 10 years ago yeah. when you were performing here in Atlanta. Because I, I remember I found you back in like the YouTube days, but you're so funny mm. and you're just so personable and you're just, every your, your crowd work is some of the best crowd work I've ever seen. That's really sweet. You are. And, and for people who don't know, I have begged Adam to play, I want you to play Jeff yes. in this TV show if it ever gets picked up. And it I'm will. saying this out loud and you're not supposed to do that. That's like the kiss of death. But I'm dying for you to play Jeff if we ever get the show picked to up. To not only do a show <laughs> with you and, and, and get to act with you and play anything opposite you is a no-brainer, but let alone it be a man that I've followed through the socials and adore <laughs> and want to be buds with anyway. Yeah, in the best where, way. Do you know where he is right now? Pinehurst. Yeah. He's with 16 boys just like hitting the links. Throw me in as the 17th and yeah. I'm sure we'd have a great time. Great. All your, your, it's also so great how you've like added him to the rotation of just, you know, the behind the scenes of your life and the things like, like, Amanda, my wife, will watch certain things when you're complaining about certain sports things. And yeah. it's all, like, she just, sometimes I'm trying to tell her about, like, what's happening with the game going on. And I talk to her like she's a dude. And then she yeah. just starts laughing halfway through. And she goes, I'm sorry, this is just so fucking funny. You're, like, 10 years old. And you're talking to me like I understand it. And she's like, but you're so cute and adorable because I you love it so much. I get so dialed in with my husband about this, like, betting. I don't understand, like, the DraftKings. I don't understand oh, the yeah. parlay. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. And it's not even that he's a big gambler, but I am now, like, they're so blatant with the ads. I just don't understand it. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, you know, if you're in the negative, that's actually the positive. You want to be 100, you know, 150 on the O-line. I'm like, I don't know what any of this fucking means. Yeah. Was never a scholastic kind of gal, but now I'm just doubling down where it's being thrown in my face and I don't get it. I'm going to gamble. I just want to put in a fucking coin. Yeah, a in a Britney Spears slot machine and yeah. just wish her the best. <laughs> right? Oh, just my God. wish her the fucking best. I did this movie out here in Atlanta, this Paul Figa. It's a John Cena, Aquafina action comedy. Amazing. That comes out uh, on Amazon. I think I auditioned for it. Did I not think. get a call back. Yeah, fantastic. We're Keep about on. to get your own show. <laughs> and Britney's husband's in it. And my sister Sam? called me and was freaking out because she was like, She's like, I haven't been to any premiere or anything. And I was like, yeah, but I've given you guys lots of money. Yeah. Uh, so um, <laughs> let's take it easy. And uh, no, I turfed your backyard. And, uh, and Turf is yeah. fucking expensive. People oh, yeah. do not realize fake grass is a fucking bamboozlement. It surprised me. How? Yeah. And but I just was like. My nieces and nephew are not growing up without a backyard that can play in. And have they played in it since? <laughs> you yeah. know, not really. <laughs> but so. Uh, Indoor kitty cats. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So so she goes, I'm going to this premiere because I got to meet this guy because there's a chance Brittany will be there. But I didn't meet him. Our scenes weren't together. But 
you know, I followed him on the gram, and and he's an interesting follow. And uh, maybe I'll see him at a, at a premiere. Sam, you know, sh- shout out, shout to, out to Sam. Shout and- out to you for you know for locking down one of the most prestigious pop stars of our generation or lifetime. And if you want to meet us at the Cheesecake Factory anytime soon, Please. we would love to take Brittany Down. for lunch. Just do a quick wellness check-in. You know what I mean? Well, let's do, Cheesecake we all... Factory is a great spot for a wellness check-in. Great spot. Because no the menu, judging there. there's so much on the menu too. It's yeah. like whatever kind of keeps mood you, you come in. Yes, it does keep you occupied. <laughs> occupied. It's, it's a great conversation starter. Yeah. And there's something for everybody's mood. Angie's Boom Chicka Pop Popcorn brings you a boom of bold, craveable flavor that you can enjoy at any time on any occasion. Listen, sometimes you do mindless munching, but Angie's Boom Chicka Pop is perfect for when I want a bold snack with delicious freaking boom of flavor while unwinding at the end of the day. I take the Angie's Boom Chicka Pop, I take it on the road with me. Okay. I love all the damn flavors. It's friggin' delicious. I'm going to tell you, it's just. It, it just is good, all right? It's gluten-free, it's kosher, it's non-GMO. You don't feel bad eating it because it's friggin' delicious. Also, you can try Angie's Boom Chicka Pop popcorn for yourself. Just go to boomchickapop.com. Again, that's boomchickapop.com. And try them with delicious flavors. Listen, I love the kettle corn. I love the sweet and salty kettle corn. I like the cheddar. I like the white cheddar. It's salty. It's savory. It's sweet. It's all of the damn things. And there's nothing on there that you're not going to love. And again, I love it. It's vegan. No high fructose corn syrup. No artificial preservatives. Kosher dairy. Kosher regular. Kosher everything. Gluten-free. 100% whole grain. And zero grams of cholesterol per serving, which just makes you feel good about what you're putting in your mouth. And we love it. You know, if you want a mindless munch, mindless munch with Angie's Boom Chicka Pop. Again, go to boomchickapop.com. That's boomchickapop.com. When I'm thinking about a girl's night in, right? I want to hang with the gals. I want to have a drink, a crisp cocktail. It's been a long week. What do I want? Well, you know what I've been reaching for? That's absolutely beyond words, friggin' delicious, can't even stand it, won't even stop to because it's so good. I'm talking about 21 Seeds Tequila. What is it, Heather? Well, I'm going to tell you. It's an infused tequila that makes the most delicious and easy margaritas and cocktails so you can focus on the fun. 21 Seeds is friggin' awesome, all right? It smells fresh and bright and it tastes incredible. 21 Seeds is flavor done right. It's an award-winning infused tequila with one-of-a-kind taste. Infused with, wait for it, we love it. What do we love? It's real, real diamonds and real fruit juice. I love it. It's awesome. And it's also female-founded by two sisters and one friend. It doesn't get better than that. Also, they're just a cool company that's dedicated to bringing awareness to the LGBTQ plus community. We love inclusivity. We love everybody to have a seat at the table. We're loving it. Listen, try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila for easy and delicious cocktails. Visit 21seeds.com to find 21 Seeds near you. Enjoy responsibly. Again, that's 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Again, 21 Seeds is the tequila that you're going to enjoy all summer. The eavesdropping I've heard at a Cheesecake Factory bar would blow your mind. I'm going to give you a real quick one. Yeah. A buddy of mine was getting divorced and he goes, will you meet me at the Cheesecake Factory at the Grove? I go, are you trying to make this the most sad Sunday of all time? I go, but yes, I'll meet you there. I don't want to listen. I want you to vent. And we're sitting there and we hear these two guys clinking glasses of beers and they 
mid to late 40s. They were reminiscing, reconnecting, and just, you know, pulling up all the old tales. And, and it was like maybe Trevor and Travis, let's say. And one of the guys goes, <clears throat> he goes all right, man, so before we uh, catch up and, hey, and we'll talk about Tina and all that. I'm sorry, but, you know, I, you know I ain't like her. <laughs> but, all right, for $10 million, dude, verbatim, would you fuck a dead body? <laughs> and so I'm sitting there, and I love over, a good eve- Over cheeseburger egg rolls. Over cheeseburger 100%. egg rolls. 100%. And teriyaki chicken salads. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, I love a good eavesdrop, but also I love a good eavesdrop when the people are speaking at an audible level where they're like, they want you to hear. These, mm-hmm. these guys wanted us to... You know what I'm saying? Like, I was once at a urinal, and a guy was like, man, is it me, or are these urinals really big? And I, like, remember actually saying out loud, like, ah, I'm sure you got a fine penis, man. And then I was like, oh, you lured me into that. You made me compliment your dick by setting me up with an alley-oop that I, I wasn't even now on the court. Now I'm 100% I identify it. as a homosexual. I did not plan on it, but you set me up, and I dove right into that. It would have been weirder if I didn't say anything, so yeah. I was like, just say something back. And then yeah. I said that. So for $10 million, would you fuck a dead body? To which his buddy goes, was it a guy or a girl? Jesus to which I was Christ. like, let me get another round of Bob Burger <laughs> egg rolls. And an Oreo conversa- cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation's getting cheesy. You have the face, though, that I feel like a lot of people tell you shit. Let me tell you, I've been in so many Chili's to-go's at the airport, sitting at the bar, somewhere in Cleveland, Ohio, waiting on a layover, and people will come up to me and just tell me the craziest shit. Not that they know who I am. I just have that face where people will tell me their deepest, darkest secrets. Wow. Like where the body is buried, how they cheated on their spouse. And I'm like, I got to catch my flight. But, you know, and I end up buying them drinks. I don't know what it is, but people tell me the craziest shit. You're a people person, right? I am, Start yeah. to finish. Mm-hmm. From, from the get-go? Yeah, straight like, up. Because you're, and your fans know this, and your family knows this, and your friends know this, you have an effortlessness. We'll Google that if that's real word or not. <laughs> you're really being so sweet, Adam. I, I should no, be blowing so, your spot no, up right now. You're, you're so, so goddamn kind. personable and likable, which is why all the good things come to you. And and that's and this is why people do want to open up to you. So I want to know, as young Heather, uh-huh. like fifth, sixth grade Heather, yeah. were you always, because I feel like you and I are have a lot of similar qualities and traits as far as like, you know, just the kind of, the way we were even at that stage where it's like I was trying to not be full class clown, but make people laugh. Always yeah. want to make people feel good, but was yeah. even personal with parents. I was good with parents. I, I was always the kid who wanted to hang out with the with the parents. Wow. And and then my friends would get upset and like, do you not want to play with me? I'm like, honestly, your fucking stepmom has a lot more good <laughs> shit to say. I, I always threw the she parties. She just told me about the cul-de-sac uh, <laughs> drama, which, you know, apparently you don't ask the right questions because Pam is gay. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Pam's giving me low-key cigs on the side and let me have two Zimas. You brought so- <laughs> these candy cigarettes from 7-Eleven, which you stole. Saw you on the security cam because my dad's friends with the guy who runs the AMPM slash 7-Eleven. Yeah. I was always cool with the parents. Like, I enjoyed hanging. I was like a little adult as a kid, but I I mean, of course, I was always throwing the parties. Personable kid. And I'm sure you were the same way, yeah. but I loved hanging out with, the, with And especially if you had a stepmom. Oh, the fucking stepmoms were my jam. Wow, you know, because I wanted to figure out what the layers were amongst the family dynamics. Yeah. I wanted to therapize everybody. Wow. You know what I mean? But, well, Melissa, maybe if you were kinder to your stepmom and you made her feel like she was welcomed into the family, she wouldn't be such a bitch to you at soccer practice. Oh, my God. It was honestly probably very toxic. This was at what age? Like, probably six or seven. That's yeah. bonk. So when yeah. I was eight and my folks split, thanks for bringing it up. I'm sorry they about that. Were, they, no, it was great. I'm, uh-huh. glad it, I'm glad it happened. I am who I am because of my mom. And my sister and my mom, though, were at each other's throats. Yeah. And I, I think probably, I was never a shit kid, but I, I, I locked it in and became more on top of 
just school and not trying to be a problem because of how much trouble my sister was getting into and creating for my mom. Are you the oldest or youngest? She's two years older than me. Okay, baby. Yep. Yeah, and so yep. they split. My sister's, what, 10? I'm eight. Mm-hmm. And so they're at each other's throats. She's, you know, maybe skipping class. And, and as she got a little older, you know, just staying out late and not doing like crazy drugs, but just hang with bad people and, and whatever. Now pushing she's crushing it. Pushing your mom's it. limits. Pushing mom's yeah. limits. And so I would like it's an oldest thing. clean the house. When my mom came home, she didn't have to worry about that or, you know, feed myself two helpings of spaghetti and meatballs so she didn't have to cook. Yeah. You know, um, which, by the way, one time I was walking with a plate of spaghetti and meatballs down the stairs and I was rushing because the Disney afternoon was starting <laughs> and I tripped and fucking yeah. face planted down a very narrow staircase into the door. <laughs> spaghetti and meatballs. I like pushed it up against the door. So it's just meatballs sliding down the fucking doorknob. I think I cried harder at that than when my dad said he wasn't coming back. <laughs> and so, so were you a chubby kid? Because oh yeah, and I hear oh yo tailspin, <laughs> so I'm missing the start, and I'm like seeing meatballs. I'm trying to grab them off the door and like see which ones I can salvage. My mom's like, just leave it, <laughs> just leave it. Yeah. that's the way it was with TGI Friday. Like if I knew Step by Step was coming on, then yeah. what was after that? It was yeah, like yeah. Family, oh, matters, family Matters, Family Matters, Full House. Full house. Like that's when Maybe I would hanging with Mr. Cooper. I yeah. would oh hanging with Mr. Cooper was the fucking best. I would black out. Oh, it was yeah. It was one of my first jokes where I said I was the first one of the four. Being a fat kid wasn't all that bad. I was the first one in the fourth grade to get a set of tits. And now I <laughs> talk about how I swam with my t-shirt on because not because I was uh, embarrassed. I didn't want to make the girls jealous with what I was working with. And they were also curious at that age, like oh my god, Adam, how'd you get those sweet ass titties? Yeah. Every girl at that age is concerned with like who's developed, who's developing, yeah. where'd you get them, how'd you get them? And I go listen closely, Kimberly. I got two words for you: pop tart appetizer. <laughs> And she was like, that's three words. And I go, you want these tits or not, bitch? You know? I'm like jalapeno popper. <laughs> I didn't get tits so till like June, senior year, almost junior Whoa. year. And all of a sudden, and I'll never forget, we wore uniforms at my school, you know, humble brag. And next thing you know, I just remember this kid, Matt Fredrickson, and he turned around and it was just like my, my button down and popped. And it was like first day of senior year. And he was just that's like, Heather deal. got tits over the summer. And I remember, and Jesus I was a very confident Jeff. kid. Yeah. And I just remember being like, fuck you, Matt. And I was like, oh, Matt. Yeah. And then I had to go to Victoria's Secret that day after school with my mom because I had to get new bras. It was like all, like for me, it happened overnight. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Is that normal in the human body? I don't know. I don't know. I also hit a growth spurt. Like I was a short, chubby, round, like salted the earth, like just, you know yeah, what I mean? Compact, yeah. dense kid. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I shot up and got titties. And now they're, they're long titties now. You know what I mean? They, they, they've now found their spot. So there's something for everybody out something there. Something for everybody. I'll tell you what. The, yeah. the what You peer mediating or, or just like handling people's problems at that age is like such a, there's such few kids that have like even the wherewithal to want to try to like, I don't know, bridge. You said it was between who that you would do it with? Like when, like if there was ever family turmoil with anybody, right. I would always be like, I, I would want to sit down. family. Yeah, my friend's family. Oh, yeah, I would want to help the family dynamics because I'm like close with the stepmom. You know wow. what I mean? Because at the barbecues, I'd be hanging out drinking Zimas in like the seventh grade with the stepmom. I just don't know. I, I so don't would you have a talk show? Would you ever want to have a talk show where you did like, not Dr. Phil stuff, but like lighter? Because I wouldn't want you to be like, you know, look at look me in the face right now. <laughs> You did okay. the best Dr. Phil ever. Well, 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 let me finish, Heather, because you had me on your show to talk about real life, but right now we're talking about fantasy shit. There's a difference between Harry Potter and Harry Pussies, and I think yeah. when you wake mm-hmm. up in the morning and the alarm gets gives off a warning and you think you're going to make it on time, but by the time I grab my books and I give myself a look, I'm at the corner <laughs> just in time to see the bus fly by. It's all right because I was saved by the bell, but 
If give me one reason why you're not a loser, and I'll give you ten reasons why everyone in your family wishes you were dead. We'll be right back. <laughs> and then he cuts the commercial because he knows it's good TV, and he chops people down. Phil, you know what you do. You know what you do. I'm obsessed with the whoever's running Maury Povich's Instagram account. He's like 84. You need to go. We back. We still got him. Yeah, we still got him. Povich is in the uh, the boat of like Bob Barker, who by the way just looked up because we, we had a Bob Barker. Is he alive? He's 99. He's so still with us. Povich and Barker. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Like, just absolutely icons. Whoever is running Mari's Instagram account, they're starting to put up, like, old videos. What I was obsessed with with Mari is when he would get people that had, like, these deep, like, fears of, like, a a jar of olives or cotton balls. And then he would come out and he's like, you know, like, just like, Tanya, why do you hate olives so much? And these women would be like, I just hate olives. And the next thing you know, he would have, like, two interns come around the corner with just trays filled with olives. And these women would, like, lose their shit, be seizing on the ground. And they started to re posties on his TikTok account and social media account. It is the greatest. Blowing it's so up. fucked up. It, it brings me so much joy. Oh I don't know God. what it is, but it's just these like innate fears that people have yes. and how he would just, he did nothing to help them. He just threw whatever he, they were so fearful of <laughs> He'd bring on them. them. What terrifies you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Rabbits who can tap dance? <laughs> well, say hello to Jiminy Cricket. And you're like, I also love so torturous. The Strange Addiction on A&E. You ever see that? One of the like, greatest shows of all time. These guys are like, you know, from, from Des Moines, Iowa. My name's Daryl, and I'm just like you. I'm just like you. I wake up, I brush my feet. You know, I, you know, I look under the couch for treasures. You know, and then but, I fuck my Corvette. And then I fuck my Corvette and eat a bar of soap, and that's my morning. <laughs> the guy who made love. It was a guy who made love to his red Corvette, and I was like, this is bizarre. How about the lady who would eat the couch cushions? Oh, yeah. She was addicted to the couch cushions. Where is she? Where's the VHS? Where, is she? Where are they now? Yeah, couch is cushion she eaters. good? Is she good? Do you remember? Is she good? Is she good? Is she all right? Is she good? <laughs> is she good? Now, this is fucked up. Because great show. Great show. Is she good? You is she dig good? Dig up people that have we've seen glimpses of that have done some fucked up shit and just taking on. Is she is good? She good? <laughs> oh, I don't know God. about Carol, but I want to know. Is she good? She used to eat couch cushion covers, but you know what? It's been we 20 years. We cameras to her house. <laughs> to figure out is she oh good oh my god that's great is she good that's a great tv show we should pitch yeah. because the writers are on strike right now so i don't know how much oh, like non-scripted we is... could go non-scripted yeah. and just do a show where we find people who weren't good yeah and find out if is she good yeah and it's only women and so that way we can sell it to a network to be like female empowerment totally. it also could yeah. just be like maybe like there was a bachelorette party at, at my show this weekend and one of them and and a lot she of, wasn't good we already know was, that she was pretty blackout she tried to come up on stage at one point and almost mm. face planted which you know yeah. would have been the end of my time in, in Atlanta for shows she I'm talking to her and she goes I go where's your guy right now and she's like oh he's at home in Chattanooga and I'm like, what does he do he's a professor and like and I go what is he professing and like what is he pushing yeah. on the public fact wise and she goes oh he uh, he does genocide and then she pa- me? and then she pauses and everybody starts laughing and then I just kind of Excuse me, pause and go, good night, everybody. <laughs> and then I go, that is, welcome back to, what the fuck did you just say? And then she, I can't even remember at this point what she, I was like, did you mean Sega Genesis? Like, I'm trying to think yeah. what, like Genesis, like what word did you mean to say? And then she, I think studying, oh, studying like the Holocaust is what she, or yeah. Like so the teaching, history of, gen- yes. like yeah, historical genocide. So then I go, well, just say that. Just say that. Also, maybe just say history. Yeah. Just be like, you know. Just a professor of bad shit that had gone 1, down. So then I go, can we call your dude? So she tried to bring the phone up, and then she almost tripped. Here's one thing that was interesting that I want to get your take on. Yeah. And I'm sure the uh, listeners will appreciate, because I've never really taken a, a step back to think about this. When you meet your pal's significant other, and then you find out they're getting locked down, 
I think most of us, even if you have some trepidations about them, you just kind of push those to the side right. for the happiness and the uh, and the pursuit of happiness for your for your pal. But as this girl at one point goes to the bathroom, there's five of the friends. One had gone with her to the bathroom, and uh, there were five left at the table. And I go, guys, do we like the guy? Mm-hmm. And they all just sat in silence. And I go, <laughs> I'll take your silence as a definitely not. And then one of them started laughing. Is she good? <laughs> is she good? And then they all kind of started laughing. And I go, oh, this is bad. I go, don't worry. I'm not going to say anything. I go, but what the fuck? And then I go, why? And then one of them, they all, they all started, started to say silent. Because he's was, a professor of genocide. Yeah. <laughs> don't know how to say it. Yeah. Topic. And, but I, so anyway, I, it was, I guess, baffling to see how quickly they were bo- just couldn't hide it. Yeah. And I was like, does the guy have to suck that bad for the girls to not be able to, to be Put on a happy capable face. of, of yeah. pretending? Or are girls just like, hey, man, like, I'm not like we're supporting her, but like, I'm not going to probably he's not going to be one of my emergency contacts. Can I tell you, I think and this is not to shit on the girls, but I was actually at one of my dear friend's weddings. I was at the wedding the night before. We all convinced her not to marry this guy. He was terrible. The next morning, she was like, I'm calling off the wedding. Like, we were waiting. This was like years coming. And then she still ended up going through with the wedding. So I think other women, as much as we want to champion each other and be like, get rid of Mark. He's a piece of shit. We know that it can be cyclical. And it's like, the the woman has to make the decision on her own. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, It can get very toxic sometimes. You're like, we can say what we want to say, but at the end of the day, you know, I i really thought I had, had my friend convinced not to. And, of course, she's not with the guy anymore. But at one point, I was like, yep, she still went and married him. So, you know, it's like you, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't in some situations. Yeah, 1,000. Is the southern charm for, like, I think they were all, she said Chattanooga, I guess, which is where? That's No, Tennessee? no, no. Are you actually talking about, like, Bravo southern charm people? Yeah. No, those, that's Charleston. Oh, People gotcha. from Chattanooga are interesting, though. There's a really fancy country club called Lookout Mountain. And it's like a, Whoa. it's just this mountain in Chattanooga and these people from Chattanooga who are Lookout Mountain people think this is the greatest place on earth. And it's beautiful. Mm. You want to look out. It's great. It's wealthy. But there's something, there's a very niche group of people from Chattanooga and they got to get out of Chattanooga some days. Do you like, I just, when I got to be a bartender on Watch What Happens, which you just went on. Yes. So How great, was your right? experience? We need well, to talk cool. about that. I, yeah. didn't, I mean, I wasn't. It would have been cool if I was maybe sitting down. I was glad to even be on because I because that show's so fun. So to me. iconic. Yeah. But it's so fast. It's shot so fast. So you, fast. You just get peppered with questions. Yeah. And of course, I was prepped, but I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, it was just they're asking you, you know, to name fifty-five fucking housewives. Even though I'm a huge housewife fan, you are. I I was I felt like I had done angel dust. Like I did not know what happened. And then I'm just looking at Andy Cohen at the commercial break. Like, does he like me? Does he like me? Did he laugh? Oh yeah. You know. And then he's kind of a petite guy. Totally. Very handsome, but yeah. petite. And I, he's just running an and empire. He's locked in, and he's yeah. kind of on not autopilot, but he's just kind of like. It's, you know, it's yeah. it's a little bit Groundhog Day, I'm sure, with that show where it's yeah. like, we're doing this, we're doing this, I'm asking the questions, here's what it is. It's like a 30-minute taping. Yeah. But there were two guys on the show from Winterhouse, is that a thing? Yeah, Winterhouse is a thing. I didn't even know that was a show, and I was like, and then I uh, saw some clips they posted, and then I looked up some stuff mm-hmm. later, I'm like, wow, so it's just called, it's just called like Snowy Fuck Cabin is basically <laughs> another title we could have gone with, right? It's literally a bunch of people in like Aspen just fucking in. We'll it, never it, have a shortage yeah. of like, find a spot. Yeah. In a place we haven't Rancho seen. Cucamonga house. It could be anything. It could li- My dream is to be like a real housewife of Rancho Cucamonga. I've never even been there. I've driven through it once. But I just feel like that would be a vibe. You know what I mean? Like oh, how Temecula you- Mommies. Yeah, Temecula or Mommies. Pate- Pachanga, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, wow. How Rancho do you get Cuc- into comedy? 
let's see when I such an open-ended question. No, let's start from the beginning. No, I'll get well. So, so being a, a bigger kid, when I would get teased, I would. <laughs> Period. That's all you need to say. Yeah. That's would people ask me they're like, "How'd you get into comedy?" I go, "Well, I was a fat child." Yes, done. And guess what? And I, I had always, it wasn't like funny around the house with my mom and sis and and family, but when I was at school. I would like. Well, I would prank call radio Seattle sports radio stations, record it on my My First Sony, bring yeah. it on the bus, and show my buddies, and they would laugh. Mm-hmm. Then I would like memorize Ace Ventura full on monologues, perform them on the bus, mm-hmm. make kids laugh. Yep. Just because it was like, it I the feeling of making people laugh was cool. And then in sixth grade, when I started to really kind of, you know, make people. I mean, you know, prank calling. There was a girl that that everybody had a crush on that was new to school. She wanted nothing to do with me because she was like, "You got bigger tits than me." And then my my buddy, she had a crush on him, and so I could do her voice really well. So we would prank call him as her oh. diabolical fourth grade. But I wouldn't do anything crazy. I wasn't like, "Come over, uh, sit next to me on the bus and put your finger inside." Like it yeah. was more like, "Sit next to me at school and do whatever." Yeah. And and so and making buddies laughter and that. And then I was like the funny kid and not the fat kid. So I chased that because I was like, oh. They're not looking at me as, as you know, as something different and and a, an object to tease. It was more like celebrating, right? And it made it was like mutually beneficial. It was like, I feel good being silly, and I'm making you guys laugh. And then it was, and then I just kept doing it. It's like it's such a weird thing too to that you're getting reps of doing that as a like all that time that we did that you know bleeds into what we're doing now. And I definitely have friends that I, I think when people say like, oh, I have friends that are funnier than me. I got a couple friends that are very funny and yeah. very quick and sharp. But at the end of the day, you're like some people we're just born to do this. Yeah. You know, like my best uh, friend, Adam French and best man is so funny. Doesn't just like isn't just a, a wall for me to bounce off of. Throws it back funnier. A lot of the times is a good riffer, but I make him laugh a lot. He makes me laugh a lot. But there's no part of him that ever. Wanted, wanted to, to on perform. Stage. Yeah. Because it's an unhinged thing to do. There are days where I'm about to walk out on stage and I literally think to myself, I'm like alone in my thoughts. I'm like, this is the most diabolical idea. Like I have to be a full-blown sociopath. Totally. That I want to go out in front of all of these strangers and just try and make them laugh. Yes. And I'll sometimes turn to like, you know, Tina or anybody backstage. I'm like, I don't, this is unhinged. Why yeah, am I doing this? And I know. it's the greatest joy of my life. I could never do anything else being, but here's the thing. Your sense of humor is so smart and so sharp. And I encourage everybody to follow Adam and watch all of your clips, Mm -hmm. but you're so joyful too. And I think that's why I'm attracted to your comedy. It's very joyful. Like you giggle at your own shit and I do the same shit. I'm like, I just want to fucking giggle. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Be silly. I want to be silly. Yeah. Like life is already too fucking layered and and harsh. You know, I just want to be silly. I know I get into moments where I start to maybe talk about the, and I'm, you know, trying to, dig deeper with some family stuff but like mm-hmm. i don't and at least like right now 16 years in i'm like this is i still want to be really silly and whatever and if even if i do tackle some topics that are a little more rooted in some more seriousness that i still make it silly but i don't i don't like to talk about anything too heavy even though i have those opinions on things yeah like i do a joke about arming the teachers right now and how fucking bonkers that is and then talk about we should arm the janitors talk about guys got nothing to lose they got keys every situation they're fucking like you know they're looking for danger and then i'm and then i go i can feel some pushback all right well there's gotta be some group we can figure out that can arm or can protect the kiddos properly i'm thinking out loud but stay with me maybe arm the pedophiles beep 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 nobody cares about kids more you know i go i'm not running for office fucking again you're pushing back adam that sounds expensive you know and then whatever so it's like Still trying to make light of that, even though I clearly have like opinions about that. 
you know. Yeah. Well, listen, everything is rooted in something dark. I yeah. mean, my last, my first big tour and like my last one was all about my dad dying, but it was like in the most joyful way. I was like, this shit's so fucked up, but it made me giggle so hard now that I've worked through it. Like all of that stems from something, but you still have just such a, it, you can say shit that's fucked up mm. and say stuff that's rooted in something that's like heavy, but you have such a joyful delivery about mm. it. And that, I just find that so refreshing. Appreciate it. Yeah, I don't, with crowd work especially too, I, and, and you know, and you can attest to this because it's, I don't want to make people feel bad, not to name drop, but The Rock told me, who I've become buzzed with from being on a show, yeah. uh -huh. whatever, crazy by the way, I posted a thing when Gwyneth Paltrow came out with her vagina candles and said, and it was right when COVID started, so I was like, I gotta post more shit. So right. I posted a picture of it and I tagged him and said, we need to get your dick and ball candles going. Just, I mean, I was high and I was just like, hey, wait, wait, hey, tag the rock. Then he follows me back in comments and I was like, I keep dipping my balls in the wax, brother. Funny stuff, keep it up. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. You know, and then immediately I'm like, do my podcast. Yeah. And he was like, block. No. Yeah. And, then, and so then, and we, whatever, and then got on the show. And, but he goes, he's a big crowd work guy. And he would talk about too in wrestling. He's like, that was my favorite thing to do was play off the crowd. Yeah. And so he has a, a giant, you know, affection for, that part of what we get to do and just getting to read the room and play off the audience. And yeah. he goes, and I remember thinking about this, but he goes, he goes, I love that you're not trying to make people feel bad. He goes, oh, he goes, you're hitting them and you're hugging them, mm -hmm. which I guess is now a phrase I use to describe it because I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, he's like, he's like, dude, you gotta hit people. You gotta, everyone's gotta be fucked with. We mm -hmm. gotta fuck with people. But like you hug them at the end and you, he's like, you were talking about some guy with some fucked up voice and you were doing something and then you kind of like spun it around. It was like, you should do VO for these commercials. And then you kind of made up these commercials and he did it. But then you kind of like slammed him a little bit more and then kind of whatever. And that's, I do that because that's like my personality, but also it's more engaging and somewhat more challenging than to just, you know, to keep the audience on your side too. Yeah. It's like, and look, if somebody is like, there was a, a couple gals in one of the shows this weekend that were pretty uh, fucked up and being a little obnoxious, but I kept trying to kill it with kindness. Yeah. And then eventually I just say, yes. shut up, you dumb cunt. There's at least one time during <laughs> the show. will always uh, I, I just say, I can say button. it maybe, you know, but I always just say, shut up, you dumb cunt. Yeah. And then the audience goes wild because they know it's the one woman who thinks that she owns you. She's like, you're my best friend because I hear you in my brain or whatever. Well, she and she, too, but, huh? no, but it, I, yeah, it may be love, but they just don't have a sense of like, sometimes you gotta tell, you just gotta be like, yeah. just shut up, you dumb cunt. That's part of the you job know? of also like, protecting the show where you're yeah. like, and especially you doing all these theaters, like you got more people that you can't see and just hearing. So it's like, you know, so if you, if there's someone that is distracting for the show and people yeah. are like doing the sure, the turning around, you might not be able to see or hear that cause you're fucking pounding away. So it's like it, when you do hear it, you got to kind of quickly assess, like, is this person being a lot cool? Do I need to shut them down? Do I right. need to go? Like, cause I don't want, cause you don't want to hear about after where everyone's like, Oh, we had a great time, but you know, we were in the, you know, close in the back and this woman wouldn't shut the fuck up and they didn't kick her, you know, so then. I get it all the time where people come to like the meet and greet after and like, we had such a great time, but this, this row of women just oh. would, everything I would say, they'd want to have a conversation about it. Which, which also is, sucks that they bring that up to you because you're like. Yeah, hey, and then I'm like, I, I don't yeah. know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Let's yeah. do a PSA that everybody just needs to come to shows and like enjoy it. And I've never understood it. Maybe it's because we're sober when we perform or like, you know, you have a glass of wine or whatever, sure. but it's like, I would never pay money to go see something and then just black out so I don't remember it. Yeah. Like, Maybe Cats. Maybe cats. One lame is fucked up. Maybe on PCP. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's heavy. You Cirque du Soleil, the Beatles love show. I was yeah. on maybe mushrooms. six brownies. Yeah, mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you weren't doing comedy, what do you think you would do? Oh man, probably be an elementary school teacher. Really? Yeah. What what subject? Well, don't I mean the subjects are kind of 
Oh, you I can do everything well, in elementary. reading, math, yeah. recess. I just asked my buddy's kid. My buddy out here has got two kids. Adorable. Mm-hmm. Filthiest mouths I've ever heard. How old are they? Kids. I think seven and nine. Okay. Motherfucking fuck. Motherfucking ass. Fuck a bitch, dudes. Fuck a fuck a bitch, dudes. Fuck a fuck a fuck a. Like this, the kid, the, the son especially, just, and then he kept going, hey, knock, knock. I go, who's there? He goes, mom fucker. And I go, mom fucker who? He goes, gotcha. <laughs> And then you just you just shut down. Yeah. And I and, and I told like, him I go I go but I go I go hey man you get two more swears I go it's actually not that cool to swear I go yeah I go and he goes but you do it I go yeah but I'm an adult and mm-hmm. I got issues and I'm 40 and like <laughs> you know issues. you're you're just a kid and like it's not cool like you're gonna get in trouble and he goes but you do it I go yeah again using me as a barometer for choices is yeah. probably like I, you know this is when I that's why when I played Wolverine at Universal Studios I'm, I would have these kids looking up at me being like. Like, you're my hero. And I would forget that I was wearing the Wolverine suit because I was just coming off, like, you know, some two-day bender and, like, you know, I've got sugar-free Red Bull and Tylenol PM. Wait, still, you're like, doing bubbling. Wolverine in the park? At the, in the park. W- why have we not? Okay. Wolverine That was my day job part. when yep. I graduated college. Fuck yeah, it is. And these kids are like, you know, what's Wolverine's favorite food? And I'm like, potato salad. Fuck off. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know I'm not the real guy. But they would, like, say, and this one kid, it was, like, day three of working there, this little kid from uh, Israel. And he was like, we came all the way from Israel. Oh, God bless people him. from all over, which is right. so funny. And he's like, my name is Ishmael. And I'm like, I'm Adam. I mean, Wolverine. Yeah. Like, I just forget I'm wearing the suit. And then he was just like looking up at me with so much admiration. And in my head, I just want to be like, dude, I got high and stole bread from Ralph's last night. Like, <laughs> hey, Go talk to Spider-Man. He just graduated law school. You know, that guy's got actual goals. I ran over a kid's foot one day. This was week two. We had these ATVs and we would parade around the park. Myself, Captain America, Storm, Green yeah. Goblin, Spider-Man. And we would parade around the park and this kid runs up to take a picture. And I was holding up the caboose and everyone's you know driving away. So I was like, hey, hurry up, bub. And so he takes a picture and I thought he like just ran away. So I like revved over and I feel the tire just go up and over something. And I go, oh shit. And I turn back and the kid goes, hey! <laughs> I was like, shit, I ran over his fucking foot. So You now keep I'm, going, right? You don't stop. Well, so now I'm just, I sat there like turning back and I'm thinking of like, what I should say to him to right. kind of like calm the situation. So I think should I say like, hang in there, bub, or my bad, or I'm Wolverine. I couldn't think of what to say. So I said nothing. And then I just fucking turned because they were like, come on. So I just drove away. And I told my buddy we'd get back in the break room. He played Shrek. And I go, Job uh, I could absolutely do. I could do Shrek. I could do Shrek. The, Easy. That yeah. costume was so hot. I saw a guy as Shrek and SpongeBob get into a real fight once. Everybody <laughs> thought it was like scripted. It was awesome. So, so I look, so I tell my buddy, I go, yeah, dude, I couldn't think of what to say. And I just like drove away. So he goes, let me recap this. You as Wolverine ran over a kid's foot, mm-hmm. stared him down and then drove away. And I was yeah. like, well, when you put it like that, yeah, it sounds pretty bad. And uh, our boss overheard, uh, overheard and pulled me into her office and already needed to talk to me. Cause she was like, you know, we're going to give you some time to, to take some time off because we noticed you're not in full Wolverine physique at this time. Stop. You were, out, you were too out I of shape. body shamed. You were body shamed. a fake theme park superhero. <laughs> I go, Jenna, I'll say her real name. She was a failed Disney princess and she was taking it out on me. And Because you know she was told she was too fat to be Cinderella every fucking weekend. A thousand percent. So a thousand and, percent. And, and fine. And I'm yeah. sorry that you went through that. Yeah, we're and sorry, I, Jenna. We and really I was, are. And maybe I was. How's she doing? You know? Is she good? Is she good? Is she good? (laughs) Jenna, are you good? Yeah. She, like, she just was taking it out on me for sure. 
And look, the number one Wolverine, I think I was number three, third string Wolverine, this guy named Mark Miller was fucking jacked. He'd wear Wolverine t-shirts under his leather jacket when he would come in with his motorcycle helmet. The guy was Wolverine. He was. And so, yeah, that guy fucking owned a Bowflex. He did sit-ups. <laughs> Bowflex. We had all of it. We had the Bowflex. The Bowflex. We had the, the, oh, um, the fucking What was the squeaky. rower? The yeah, squeaky we had, rower? Yeah, we, we had all of it. Yeah, fucking Bowflex. I, I did go through a period where I was a jacked kid because- For real. Yeah, I mean, I was still chubby. I've always had like a like a tight layer, but we did get a Bowflex in our house, and I remember I there was a little bit of- Yeah, that's why I got thick traps. If you notice, I got the thickest traps you've ever seen on wow, a woman. Wow, you were doing like, a I lot fly, of pull-downs? I was doing a lot of pull-downs in like the eighth grade prepping for cheerleading. Oh, yeah. I, I became addicted to the Bowflex. dead on with the cheerleading, like yeah. big time. What was your sport? Were you a big baseball guy? It was baseball, baseball, basketball, football. And yeah. then I quit football to play Danny Zuko in Greece my sophomore year of high school. These and that's what I wrote my college iconic, essay on. These are iconic things. Of course you played Danny Zuko. Yeah. yeah. And it was like the plays were such a big deal uh, in our community yeah. at Shortcrest High School. In elementary school, you would take field trips to the high school to see the play because it was a fucking big-ass deal. And I would yeah, always same, look same up. Same with us. Uh-huh. Wasn't that such a cool? I remember like you'd go out to the lobby and meet all of them because everybody would come out. And as you would do the, it was always the spring shows or maybe the fall too. And then you would do these kid shows during the week where you got to be off from school for a week because you did two performances right. for all these schools around the city. And I remember going out to the lobby, everyone's in character and costume still and like talking to them. And it was so fucking cool. So now I'm at the high school and freshman year, I got to play football and do Nancy Drew Girl Detective. I was the bad guy at the same time. The football coach in freshman year and the play, they worked it out to where it was like, you can skip some practices and do this when we're in tech, and then you can. Wait, this brings me so much joy in my yeah. heart that you were an athlete, but still also that you had went oh, to a school. The gap, yeah, where like theater was cool because I did that. I totally. played golf, I did cheerleading, and then I was state competition one act play. Wow. Like I was a theater kid. Wow, yeah. you know what I mean. And a lot that's of backstage why... back rubs. They, a lot. Of... Oh, so many massage trains. Way too many massage. Way trains. too many, and you know who you are when you weren't like doing it for orthopedic medical purposes. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. There's always a Steve or a Randall mm-hmm. that Tyler. Was Tyler. There's always a Tyler who just went a little too far down the too back. Too far down the back. Yeah. It was doing too much like this. Like, we just wanted this. But he was like yeah. doing, like he was like introducing <laughs> new moves, being like, you know, I was, I've actually been thinking about taking a massage therapy class. Cool, Tyler. We just asked you what you wanted for lunch. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. But so, so I love I, that you did sports and theater. Okay. Yeah. They quit football because they couldn't make it work sophomore year. And then the director for the play was like, Hey, we're doing Grease in the fall. And I, you know, the the bad guy, Nancy Drew, was like a supporting character. Uh-huh. And so now it's sophomore year. And we had a great crop of, like, of actors and, and singers for about three years. So it was really awesome. And it was so fun. And so he's like, you, I want to make sure you're auditioning for Danny because not saying you're going to get it, but I think you'd be, you should audition. And so I go back and forth all that summer. I was going to start offensive line as a sophomore on varsity because the kid ahead of me got injured and my coach made me sophomore captain. And football was just like a whatever thing to me. Like my uncle played in college. Yeah. But basketball is my main sport. And, you know, by the way, not a lot of Jews in football. It's like, you know, we're more Weinstein <laughs> with the tackle, you know. And so my uh, my mom goes, well, what do you want to do? And I go, well, I want to do the play. I feel like I'd be playing football to please the coach. And she goes, well, there you go. And she goes, I want to be the greatest showman. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I went back and forth trying to, every day I'd go to, you know, summer workouts and come back. She's like, did you tell him? And I was like, no, I fucking panicked and and, and pussied out. And so then finally one day I did. And he just goes, get the fuck out of my office. I try (gasps) to make a joke. I go, hey, I got to, can't memorize the playbook this year because I think I'm going to memorize the words that grease lightning. And he was like, 
Go kill out. yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he ended up coming with his kids on the matinee, and I'm in there in full makeup and leather jacket at the end, and I got Sandy, you know, lipstick on He's just like, look me. at this queer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, but then he just goes, well, you didn't suck. And I was like, thanks, coach. What? I gave up on sports. Like, I was a hardcore soccer gal, but I just, like, I as I got older, I realized how much slower I was getting. Like, mm. it started as, like, you know, center forward, then midfielder, then back. Then eventually I was goalie by, like, JV, and I because I was wow. just tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, the I, I was very observant as, like, a teen, so I knew the kids that were going to go and yes. play this full time, yes. and I knew that I did not have a chance at playing any sport professionally, but I was like, I know that the theater will always take me where I need to be, oh you know? God. Good for you yeah. to, like, recognize that. Yeah. And sports and theater, like, they're synonymous as far as, like, the collaboration aspect and just like being a part of a building something from the ground up and yeah. teamwork and all that oh, the other kid the by the way that i just remembered that was up for danny zuko that the only other kid that auditioned because we had so we had a good crop of kids and there was that was like 15 to 20 that was in every show for about three four years and yeah. then a few outsiders every now and then that would audition on a whim and this kid named danny park was he like a redhead or something no or like danny park was chinese <laughs> so it was me and Chinese Danny Park <laughs> well, for the role of Danny Zuko. He ended up playing the um, who sang Beauty School Dropout. Oh, um, yeah, the yeah, angel. The teen angel. Yeah. And Danny was gay, and that's fine. I don't think we've seen gay Zuko in Greece. In a minute. In a minute. We Nowadays, right. in, in 2023, they were like revamping this for Broadway. It would 100% be 1, gay, Chinese, gay Danny Chinese Danny Zuko. Chinese Danny Zuko. We might have been ahead of our time at Shortgrass. This was circa 2003, so... Uh, but so we I, did a West Side Story, and the guy who was playing um, Tony was just gayer than gay, and it, nobody believed it. Like the Tony and Maria, yeah. nobody believed it, and he had to die at the end, right? And my mom, in the middle of this high school play, just goes, "Oh God, die already!" And like this thick Bostonian accent. And we go backstage, oh and literally this kid Tony was like, "Did your mom have to ruin it?" I was like, "I don't know what to tell your you. Your mom have she's, to ruin she's it. She's a loose cannon." And you honestly, accidentally sang Brad instead of Maria. <laughs> Exactly. I was like, you weren't selling it, so this is not my fault. This is not my fault. I'm like, Robin got a bigger laugh than you did, okay? (laughs) Sorry about it. Sorry about it, sir. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. So why don't you play Danny Zuko? You, like... So that gave me... And and so I wrote my college essay on that because it was was like, the show was so fun. Like, being on stage was like... The plays were a hobby, Mm -hmm. you know? And sports were... were, And and not that I thought I was going to go pro, but I... I just wanted to, I think, put all my eggs in that basket, at least for high school. And I was yeah. kind of new, maybe acting or something, but was probably scared to to lock in on like this is to pick that because I knew how much uncertainty and how tough it was. Yeah. Moving to L.A. and my mom, it was just my mom and I at that time because my sister was uh, at a boarding school for a little bit. So we got to be best friends and enemies to where it was like, Mom, can you wash my b- basketball jersey? But then like, leave me alone because I'm a man. I'm 17. Yeah. So this push and pull. But, you know, that's why we got so, so close. And she was always... A, Helping build the sets and paint the things to try to be involved to like. I love that you had an involved mom though. Oh yeah, well she had she loved it too. She always she loved it, and she, I think also too it was like I was, you know, my grandpa. I remember even told me when when we we were they were splitting, and he was like, "You're the man of the house now." And I'm like, "Fucking, I'm, I'm you, you." You're like, "I'm we, 11." I'm 11. Yeah, yeah. I have pop tarts <laughs> caked around my mouth, and you told me two a weeks cup. in a teacup, <laughs> and you told me last week I can't wear sweatpants in my bar mitzvah. So pick a Go fucking fuck lane. Yourself. <laughs> and so um yeah it helped though that she but she wanted and she loved it and she's her name's Puddin she's a little Oklahoma Jew and mm. she loved Your mom's just, name is Puddin? Her name's Carolyn her my grandpa gave her the name Puddin as like a nickname and everyone knows her as Puddin. I love that. Yeah. My she's, mom's D- red. We call her Deeper Red. Yeah. Your mom and my mom would be buds in a heartbeat. Yeah. And so she loved to be around all of it and so 
and the plays were just after that. I was like the feeling of of just acting and all the whole process was like so f- so fun for lack of a better word that I was like I think I want to try to do this because you know just the whole process too of like rehearsing and just creating the whole thing and and practicing and trying to get better and 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 you know watching Grease a billion times and trying to get little things to add on and and creating the not creating the character but trying to you know and, and working so hard I had to you know I'd find enough voice but like really working hard to try to I just enjoyed all that the first day that you had to be off book I still had these night oh, terrors yeah. of being it's like the one act competition play and it was the day that we have to be off book and like no one's off book and our director is just like I gave you one motherfucking job you know but it's this nightmare that I had that I'm not off book and I was always get great at memorizing but I had this reoccurring nightmare that, that I'm that? not off book or I'm theater walking out that. theater kids we always have you this you walk out isn't it terrifying it's I'd terrifying I'd rather be falling out of a plane that in my dream. Push me out of a building the in Russia. And having yes, <laughs> yes. Than being in like uh, a little night music and not being off book or whatever. It's it's just it's this like crippling. Oh my god! I, I'll sometimes wake up with like full blown night sweats, sweat through the sheets because I had the dream. Wait, the please tell me. And then Jeff is like, "What happened?" And then you're like, oh, yeah. "I forgot the second act, the opening <laughs> song." And he's like, "Dear God, I thought you were getting I'm murdered like, on a honey, train." Somewhere. It was Chicago. You have no idea. I forgot the lyrics to all that jazz, and I'm not going to be okay. I said all that beef. <laughs> I just panicked. I was thinking I just seen a beef commercial earlier in the day, and people laughed, so I was, you know. All that beef. Oh, my God. Wait, so when you went to college, did yeah. you also then do theater arts? Yeah, so I went, I auditioned for the Where'd BFA, you go? USC in, in L.A. Oh, yeah. fucking smart. I guess, yeah. USC? Smart you got enough. into the USC theater program? Yeah. I went to the University of Mississippi, okay? Yeah, not... You, it worked out fine. It did work out fine. But wow, okay, so yeah. you got in for So the got year. in there. So my uh, SATs were shit. You know, I just, I had good uh, GPA and extracurricular, and they were like, you should. Same, same, same. You should, they're like, you should wear a, a yarmulke and grow some Hasidic braids because diversity will give you a nice boost. Yeah. And so um, they're like, Jew it up. And so a lot of financial aid. Grandparents helped for a semester. Mom pulled a single mom card for a bit yeah. I mean, and a lot of loans and it was like 38 a year then I think it's now close Damn. to 70. Ole Miss um, was like 10k all in with a sorority and they gave you keys to a BMW. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> My dad shows up and he goes wait a minute wait this is I'm like this for three years it was like 10k it was great. That's it's un- changed now but when I hear kids who like went to like USC or these like amazing colleges and then it was that expensive I'm like I don't know how Anybody does Oh, it. the fraternity row. I was an A Pi the Jew frat. Oh, hell we, yeah. We made a bong out of a shofar. Yeah. We yeah. there was yeah. there was Escalades, BMWs, Porsches, and then I had driven from Oklahoma, my grandparents, Mercury Grand Marquis. Hell yeah. 98, which is like a boat care bear cloud of a car. Uh-huh. And it, and I remember every weekend it'd be parked and everyone's like, Whose grandparents are visiting? I was like, Yeah, some fucking <laughs> loser. That's mine. And uh, you guys want to sleep in the back of the trunk, it's big. Yeah. And so and then uh, I had a girlfriend at Santa Barbara at the time. And so would drive every weekend to go see her. And SC, so I auditioned for the uh, acting school because they were like, if you get into that and they take you first, then they'll school will have to take you. Right. Because, again, I would second guess myself on these SAT tests. I wasn't a good test taker. I think my my the highest I got was 1120 and the mean age of my incoming class was 1580. Wait a and minute. I, how? The, OK, but here's the thing. I the highest I ever made was like a 1030. Great. 1030. Did not get into a single college. Yeah. Did not get into a single place. And I did the thing where I wanted to go to Pepperdine. So I auditioned oh, yeah, for the theater cool. program, flew out, got the whole kit right and caboodle tour right on the beach. And I got into the program, but then I didn't get into the school. 
And I was student body president of my high school. Like literally like politicians. They missed out on not taking They you. missed out. Yeah. I mean, I, I I ended up where I needed to end up. But I this is such a similar thing where I was like, I'll get in for the arts. Yeah. But I'm never getting in scholastically. That's I had a good GPA. If they took you for the school, they should have then. Well, they buttered my biscuits and then it was a strong rejection. Wow. Yeah. Fucked up. How'd you Sorry. take it? I, I, I had <clears throat> absolutely distraught. And so then I only had two weeks before graduation to get into college. So I had to see what schools had rolling admission and had like a decent theater program. Yeah. It was Alabama and Ole Miss. So I applied to both schools as a poultry science major because I thought that would give me a better a chance of getting into the school. So when I showed up to Ole Miss, I was technically a poultry science major. Holy shit. Yeah. And then I switched to theater and then I had to audition and then I got in. Yeah. What is college in Mississippi like? And Honestly, the best four years of my life. It awesome. is this like Oxford is this weird little artsy town. It's this bubble of like liberal arts and like. You know, I just, it's the fucking best. I wouldn't say the theater department gave me any razzle-dazzle, but I will say. You're like, they actually did sing all that beef instead yeah. of all that jazz. <laughs> and they, it was not a mistake. It was 100%. written in. Yeah, 100%. But sorry, go back to your, so you're, you're, do, you're in the frat. In the frat, doing. And how'd your frat brothers take you in oh, the they loved that. I was the funny guy. Yeah. I would like, you know, I, and this is why I'm friends with a lot of the kids that I went through with because. I didn't haze. I wasn't like, piss your pants. Yeah. Or you're fucking out of here, which yeah. one guy did. And I started laughing. I was so baked. And I was just like, and he turns around. He's like, A-Ray. They call me A-Ray because there are other Adams. And he goes, well, uh, all Jews. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, hey, stop laughing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. You just asked another grown man to piss himself. I go. And then the kid was like really weird about it. And then, and then I, and, and then they're like, get out of here if you're going to laugh. And I remember walking out. I go, hey, man, I go, if you don't want to be here because of this, I get it. And then they're like, Eric, get the fuck out. <laughs> and I used to like, I bought a wig and I would dress up as like old frat brothers from other chapters. Yeah. And come in during like the lineups where people were like, here's a, here's a legit real thing that somebody would gripe about. They'd walk down the line, up and down the line. A guy named, maybe named like David Wolf, right? And he'd go, so apparently one of our pledges was talking to a girl that I like. Everyone's like, ooh, what the fuck? Brothers, please. I don't know if you guys remember a girl named Chelsea that I brought by the house last week. Big fat titty. Sweet smile. Cool dad. And Spencer, what the fuck? Brothers, please. Talking to her on campus. Knowing that she's been here in my room. What the fuck? Brothers, please. So then I would come up and be like, I think my name was like Niles Barnfather from Chico State. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chico some, State, was, fuck yeah. And I, and I walked up and I go, I go, and I had like a British accent. And I go, brothers, I go, first of all, I go, someone I brought to this uh, school. I go, I travel with my favorite foods. I had gushes <laughs> and beefaroni, cans of beefaroni downstairs, and they're all gone. Who the fuck ate my beefaroni? And they'd start, kind of start laughing. And then I took a deer head that was in the corner. And I took it up and I was like, who thinks they can beat this deer in a staring contest? And then they would all start kind of laughing. And then the other brothers would start laughing. And I'd go, brothers, please. And then, a whole, and then one kid stood up. This kid was not like a great music producer. Stood forward and goes, I can do it. Because he's trying to take it seriously. And then I'm like, oh, this is so I fucking. This is and then so I hold the tear up, up in front of his face. And he's kind of like laughing and I'm laughing. And then like under my breath, I'm like, dude, thanks for fucking playing along. And he's just like this. You know, because I was like, I'm not going to do this and mean it. But they already know that I'm, like, trying to make this light and really, honestly, eat up time. And so then yeah. I kind of hold it like this. And then I went like that. And he blinked. And I go, the deer is undefeated. And, like, they, then, then they would have these chapter meetings where they would break down all the pledges. So all the brothers would sit in a room and they'd go, all right, let's go through uh, all the guys that came out tonight. 
Jack Haley. What do we think? <laughs> so I talked to Jack at the bar for like a good 20 minutes. Big you know, douche. Big douche. <laughs> big fucking loser. Kind of poor. Kind of poor. <laughs> tiny dick. You could tell through his pants. Uh, and Cystic I, acne. Cystic no dice. Cystic acne. Uh, he's got uh, eczema and egg salad and I think monkey box. And I just think it's a hard pass. And somebody else would go raise hand. I actually talked to Jack and chill dude. Chill dude, uh, <laughs> loves weed, loves tits. We all, who loves it? Well, I think we should let him in. And then I would raise my hand after each person. They go, uh, "Hey Ray," I go. I also talked to Jack for a good forty-five minutes. Man, the guy like we bonded over like sports and comedy. But then when he turned to go grab some chicken kebabs, I noticed he had a big black dick dangling off the end of his shoulder. I, tr- I treat this as an acting exercise. Everybody starts laughing. I go, I just don't know if that's what we want. I don't know if that's what we want. So straight face. Also, currently in the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yeah. We're worried about it. He's not going to make it He's long. not going to make it. So then they go, all right, who else? And they go on to somebody else. All right, Spencer Torgan. Spencer. And again, somebody raised their hand. I talked to Spencer, real chill dude, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Loved him. We actually went to the same high school. Loves tits again. I'll be huge plus. And then A-Ray, hey, take it seriously. I go, I so I was talking to Spencer and dude, he both we both LeBron's our favorite player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he drives a Grand Marquis like my, like my grandparents gave me. But when he turned to go to the buffet, man, big black dick, and they go, God damn it! I go, Is that what we want? Is that the house we want to be? The guy with black dick on the shoulder? And then they kick me out. And they go, leave. And I stand up, and I'm high as balls. And I stand up, and I go, I just got one question. I go, who's coming with me? <laughs> and I go, I go, I got weed in my room. And six stoners stood up, and they're like, we'll go with you. And they, like, follow me out. That you're... I try I, to be the funny one. And I that's love, why I'm still friends with some of these kids. I love, I though, that that was the fraternity, like the rush experience. Yeah. For women, it was so different. We had, like, 25 of these women, because I was a Delta Gamma, and it was, we were the head sorority. Like, PG, we, yeah. Yeah, we were the, yeah, it was a good one. They yeah, were fun. Yeah, hot, like blonde. Yeah, just like not like, I don't know, not, yeah, God, I don't know. I, the, I mean, you tell me, like it's, you can get, I guess like any fraternity sorority experience, you can get people that are taking it way too serious and are like. Well, we were the home chapter. So we were the founding chapter. Like oh. like Delta Gamma started at the University of Mississippi. Holy so we had these shit. crazy fucking alumni, these women who had been like, you know, sisters back in like 20s show up and they were the ones who got the final say. So I was like head, I was pledge class president, bid day chair. And so like I had to deal with like recruit all the hot girls from Atlanta. And then they come in like, <clears throat> they're like. We don't know where Atlanta, Georgia is. If she's not from Columbus, Mississippi, she's a whore. And I would literally have to fight with these like elder alumni and be like, we need diversity in here. Asking to get somebody from fucking Atlanta, Georgia is not that big of like I'm not even asking for like an Asian girl, okay? I'm just asking for somebody from two states over. Oh my god. It was fucking insane. So when I hear guys on the other end, like the way that like, you know, rush would happen for the bros or like chapter meetings, ours were literally dictated by like you know, old, like hundred year old women from Jackson, Mississippi. How old legit were they coming in to make these calls? I mean, it was seventies, eighties. Yeah. No. Oh, easy. Yeah. And can they, you imagine a older dude coming back to a frat to be no. like, Gavin <laughs> is not going to be an A pie over my dead body. <laughs> Damien can't look. I know Hotman, and he's not a. That's so crazy that these women had the audacity to a fill their downtime with like critiquing younger guys like that's so they had sad. nothing else to do and then if you were like a triple legacy right so if you were a legacy man well, like yeah. your mom your grandma everybody no i would have to be the person to make the phone calls of like we had to cut michelle and they're like and i'd have to talk to the, like the, the irate mississippi mom but everyone in the family's been in there everybody from natchez is a delta gamma how come you cut her and i'm like I didn't make the phone. I didn't make the call, you know, like our alumni did. And it was 
fucking cutthroat. So I'm so jealous of the power that the guys yeah. had. Just be like, Easier. you know what? Dylan had a medium-sized dick, and he has a cool sports car, and like his dad can get his tickets it, to like a, a Hawks game. Bro, it was that, that. I I was so jealous of that. It was that easy peasy, and I mean, still funny. Even and that's why I would like make jokes because I was like, I can't believe we're in this room, like, talk, like breaking down these people in that way. And there's one kid they didn't let in the house. He's now I think he was he, in the fraternity, but he. No, no, no. He oh. he pledged with us, and they didn't let him in. And I think he was assistant to a guy at Paramount, and then, and then after five months, got moved up to like VP. He's and actually then, Jeff Bezos. And so he is. He's not far off. And then he was at head of comedy at Netflix for a little bit. And now I'm not sure where he is, but he's a. And gangster. you're actively trying to suck his dick. <laughs> I remember I went in for an audition once, which I have nothing to do with the selection process. But I was right. in the group that was like trying to go in with him. And our mutual buddy got in with me, and and I remember I went in for the audition, and I was like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And he was like, "Nice to see you." And I was like, "Oh, he thinks I he's either holding it against me that I got in and he didn't, or maybe he thinks, thinks that I had something to do with him getting cut." So weird. And I almost brought it up in the audition, like halfway through after I did the read, it was almost like I wanted to be like, you know, I, you know, I had nothing to do with you getting in. But then I was like, if I say that, and he's like. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Then you're you're like, gonna make it so fucking yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, And then he's gonna jump off a bridge. I, I'm not um, uh, opposed to making it weird if people are dicks. And I know you're gonna ask me about my absolutely nots. Yeah. And my absolutely nots, if it's like a man and my wife will sometimes get upset if like I she hates confrontation, mm-hmm. but sometimes I'm like when people are being I'm not dicks, great with it either. You gotta let them know. Yeah. And she's like, "Do you?" And I go, <laughs> "Yeah." There's a guy. There's a guy in a seat in front of me in a first class seat, and I'm pressing the t- little TV screen as I thought gently as you can, as gently as I can. Yeah. But the screen's giving some pushback. Yeah. So hey, sometimes you got to up your push, your your push, and he just sits. Hey man, what are you doing? Come on, man. Sits back around, and I'm just like, <laughs> and she just grabs him. She goes. Don't please. do it. Please don't Stop. do it. That's what I do to my husband every day. I'm like, please. Uh, I'm like, agree to gr- d- disagree. Like, just, d- it's not worth it. I just say it's not worth it all the not time. Not worth it. And yeah. then I get up and come, I go to the bathroom. And by the way, like, I'm in the bathroom for not even 90 seconds. And the stewardess comes by and goes, excuse me, sir, is everything okay in there? And I was like, yeah, bitch, you served me <laughs> eggs on a plane. They were microwaved and they didn't sit well. So, fucking surprise. So I'm tearing so it up I'm in tearing first it up class. in here. By the way, I couldn't take my pants off without headbutting the sink because there's not enough space to fucking sit. And so <laughs> so then I get back to my seat and I actually kind of, somebody's trying to squeeze by, so I kind uh-huh. of bumped his seat as I uh-huh. sat down, just kind of the you know, yeah. seat bump, and then go back to pay, make another selection. So it was seat bump and then this. And he turned around again and goes, I mean, are you just trying to make me fucking mad? And then I was just like, so then she just goes, please stop. Don't do anything. And so to try to like, handle it but also make a joke i just lean forward and i go dude i'm so sorry i go it's, it feels like you're having one of these days yeah and he just goes stop talking to me man and i go <gasps> it sounds like you're having one of these days i go i am fully ready and able and willing to go fight you in the bathroom right now <laughs> and he goes what i go i'll go fight you in the bathroom i just blew it right up now. already I just blew it, up. it is fucking hot fire i don't think ready you or go. i want to go back in there to see fucking afghanistan or, and uh, by fight you in the bathroom, yeah. I mean absolutely put your penis inside of me. <laughs> and that just made it weird enough for me to go to, to get like joy out of it. And then I dropped it. But so you you're good at calling it out. But here's the thing. Are you an actually physical fighter? Because no, I've been in a couple fights. In, but actually, the last one was probably 
high school when we were I was there with a buddy's soccer a team from high school and I went yeah. as like team manager so that I could go. Yeah. And we were in uh, Austria and it was um my buddy's dad had organized this trip for years and and it was I think 2000 f- fresh 2001 and so like I'd say I don't know February April after 9/11, you know? And so these guys were like we were hammered in the streets and these guys were screaming like you know, Osama and Fulcum or whatever. And it was like, it was just so crazy that I just like You just snapped. became full patriotic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and drunk, and just did a classic, like, they were just trying to egg us on. Yeah. Because we were just Americans, like, you know, kind of just lost in the in this street party. And and they these two guys just were in our ear. And I just very much like, like, fucking, not cool, man. You fucking <laughs> say it one more time, dude. And the guy just my uncles are dead. Yeah, dude, and just scream. I play Call of Duty nightly, man. And he, uh, and then I fucking just swung. And then yeah. two guys jumped on me, and then down on the ground. And I got a lot of those in while we were on the ground. And and then that was the last one I really remember. But I, more often than not, I'm like, and I even have to. I don't have road rage, thankfully, because. I think the the first time I saw, I mean, I'll yell stuff in the car under my breath. But the That's first what my husband does, yeah. But the first time I saw a story where it was like, a guy honked at a guy and he pulled out a fucking AK-47 and it's shot insane. him at the stoplight in front of the Arco. I was like, oh, I'm never screaming out the window. That's why I do say now, agree to disagree or like, just let it go. It's not let worth go. it because it's A, not. everybody has a camera. B, everyone has, you don't know, like you're not dealing, like back in the day, maybe 20 years ago, you were like, all right, we're going to fucking, you know, all right, bitch, meet me outside the bar. Let's yeah. fucking go. A couple yeah. slaps in, you're good. Yeah. Nowadays, everyone's fucking crazy. Everyone's crazy. It's just not worth it. I'm it, like, it's just absolutely never fucking worth it. I think it. I also take it as like the comic in me is almost like treating it like a heckler or crowd work. Like yeah. when I was getting back to LAX a few weeks ago, I'm getting into an Uber. As I'm walking around, another guy and three of his friends were loading up their bags. And I go, oh, I go, hey, man. And he goes, excuse me? And I go, sorry, I think this, I think this is my Uber. And he goes, I don't think so. And I go, oh, uh, just, just. Looking and he goes and he goes yeah he goes are you Adam I go yeah he goes me too I go well there's probably at least ten more of us yeah. walking yeah. around the terminal right now but but also the license plate is what I'm going off of that yeah and just trying to be you know because he yeah. was coming in hot and he goes he goes oh you think it's your car I go yeah I'm just I'm go- again I'm going off of this and it looks like that and then and the driver was like oh yeah I think it's you know and he goes he goes, I say, he goes I'm so sorry I just heard Adam and I said yes yeah. and whatever. And the guy goes, okay. And he goes, goes to his friends. He goes, okay. I guess this isn't our car. And he starts to unload his bags. And I go, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not. Know, like, <laughs> I don't know so, why this is. I, I'm not. I, I have the picture evidence. This is look, actually look not at, your car. I show him this, and he goes, yeah. I guess it's not our car. He goes, come on. And he goes, he goes, he goes, yeah. It's not our car. And the guy's being real nice about it. He says it right in front of me. And I just go like this. I go, I go, hey, you all right, man? Because now yeah. I'm just like, you're just actively being rude. Which again, yeah. you can let it go. Same thing in a show with with Crowerick. You don't have to address everything. And I now have gotten, you know, a little more cognizant of pick and choose. It's like, right. if you ignore it, then the crowd, if you didn't hear it, then maybe they didn't hear it. And if they did hear it, I mean, sometimes you just have to address it if it yeah. was so crazy. And just yell, you dumb cunt. And the, yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I should have maybe just, I thought about saying that to him. And then I just go, I go, are you all right? He goes, oh, I'm great. And I go, I go, hey, man, I go. <laughs> It's going to get better. It's and he goes, what? I go, it's going to get better. And I was just like, that was almost like waving when someone like honks and cuts you out. Like yeah. Just, or just thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just go, it's going to get better. He goes, what the fuck are you talking about? And I go, it it's going to just just get better. In general. And then he just goes, God. And then he walked away huffing and puffing. And so that gave me like, not that I needed the last word, but it, it was my way did. of, 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 you know, just settling and not screaming and going, quit being an asshole, man. 
But it was so baffling that he was so quick to go, I guess it's not our car. And I was like, I kept checking my phone being like, Am I just reading this wrong? But then, and then the Uber driver was like, fuck that guy, man. When people double down, that's when I started to get crazy. But like, <sighs> we were just like, I have, the, I have the evidence, right? I'm like, I've got the receipts. Just let me get in the motherfucking Mazda right yeah. now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Everybody, uh, traveling, as much traveling as we do, everybody's an asshole all the time. Stressed. And I'm uh, my biggest thing right now is, you know, obviously I'm putting myself in first class when I'm flying because I do oh, it yeah. so much. But the the entitlement, and I'm not shitting on, on men, but the entitlement of these finance bros that think that literally I'm diamond, I'm hoping to be 360 on Delta, all the things. They think that matters. They, But they think that literally they will bombard you and I'm like I'm, I'm not one of those people who needs like rush on to get on the airplane but they will literally jump in front of you and I've literally had a guy before say like it's first class and I'm like I'm in first class I may be the only woman right now but go fuck yourself oh gross yeah, yeah. so gross also right? like you're in row two and they're in row four and they're somehow trying to like <laughs> leave the plane before you and you're like bitch row by row row by Gary. row yeah it, oh that in- makes me so mad but yeah. I see those guys all the time they're on the plane like 30 minutes before the pilot's even there, their laptop's open, they're already sucking down a Jack and Coke, and they're like got spreadsheets open mm-hmm. that fucking are probably fake spreadsheets. And, and they're, they're just talking a- about Synergy and yelling about like, close the deal, close, close the deal. it, yeah. four mil. They just scream four mil. You have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. All right, real quick. Is there an absolute yes in your life? Like anything positive that you have gone through recently or that you've experienced? It could be anything as much as like, I really love turkey sandwiches right now. I'm on a little turkey sandwich kick. Like Whoa. absolutely yes to a fucking good Sammy. Give me a you chicken I mean? salad uh, oh. Sammy right how now. Do you, how do you like it though? Do you like it on a croissant? Like a toasted croissant? There's a place called the Carving Board um, in LA that has a pretzel bread that oh. they put around the chicken salad and I'll... Pretzel bread I'll is shove it so right in my underrated. It's, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> unreal, which is not how you're supposed to eat it. And they tell you that when you do it in the store. I will literally <laughs> spread apart the sandwich, place it on my labia, and just let it marinate there. Just sit on it. I won't go back and forth. I'll just sit quietly <laughs> with that on my clit. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. my, my buddy, real quick, you just reminded me of a story. When we were in Vegas, my buddy and I, he came down when I was doing shows there, and he was about to have his kid like a month later, his first kid. And yeah. His wife goes, just go see your buddy in Vegas. And, and before the kid comes, one last trip before we have to lock down. And he, he got lost. He went to a, a strip club by himself after my show. And then I get calls from him like every, it's like, like 2 a.m. He goes, Ray, Ray, fuck, I'm leaving Spearman Rhino. I don't know where I am. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I got to go. Click. And then 20 minutes later, Ray, Ray. All right, I'm walking inside the freeway. Oh, I see a McDonald's. Oh, shit, they're closed. Fuck. All right, I'll call you back. Click. Then 20 minutes later, Ray, Ray. Okay, I'm in a gas station. Can you come get me? Can you come get me? I don't know. Hey, man, it's 4.30. I've been asleep. Okay, fuck. Oh, I think I still see the McDonald's. Oh, fuck, it's still closed. Okay, fuck, bye. And then he walked in with a pizza at like 8 a.m. And he laid down on a couch and he held a piece of pepperoni over his face and he goes, sit on my face, you pizza bitch. And he <laughs> dropped it on his face and fell asleep and I took a picture of it. And I blew, up, blew it up as a poster and sent it to him and I go... Every time your your kid gets a little out of whack, just look at this post and remember yeah. how you were a month prior. Anyway, so chicken salad, Sam <laughs> fired up about pretzel bread. Pretzel I bread. also love a potato roll. Oof, yeah. I mean, Hawaiian roll. So are you asking food wise of what is my? No, I'm just asking in general. I was what's just, my absolutely? Yeah. Yes. Do you have a, Do you have anything positive in your life? Doesn't have to be chicken salad, but if you love a chicken salad, I think I like it with a little nut. I like it with a touch of celery. I like it with the, you know, I'm a big a chip. I'm a big chips and salsa guy. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm a big uh, burrito guy. I love me a good chicken Caesar salad. Um, Haven't mom, had a good chicken Caesar in a minute. Yeah, you can fuck it up. You can half ass chicken Your lettuce chicken can seas. be bad. Your chicken can be cold. Uh, yeah. Your heart can be cold. Your eyes can be dead. Yeah. As the server. My mom's <laughs> matzo ball soup, always a, an A-plus home run any time of year. I'd say if an absolutely yes, and this is going to sound like, like I'm looking for brownie points, but when I make my wife laugh, unbelievable. 
Oh, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Her laugh is unreal. Yeah. And she also, it's, you know, I, I, I don't run bits by her. So it's just all, she's also like the first person I've, I've been with that like, again, is I think funnier than me. And she, and then it's come out now in the last few years that she wanted to be a comedian when she was younger, but she never is trying to be funny or one up or whatever. Yeah. But she's just really quick. Like one time, like things, there's just one example, like she, and she's got a real like high pitched voice. So she sounds kind of like a cartoon, which is already funny. And her laugh is just adorable. And when her face squints, it's really sweet. <laughs> and so she we were getting ready to, to have sex. Mm-hmm. And and I had I had tweaked my back like a couple of weeks before. Yeah, 40, I understand that. And um, I had some Tiger Bomb patches on. Yeah. And I laid down and one of them like kind of peeled off and I go, and and she was kind of sitting on me like this. And I kind of, I go, babe, I go, oop. I go, one of my Tiger Bomb patches is peeling off. And she goes, ooh, talk dirty to me. And we both started <laughs> laughing. And just that, like the quick of that, is she's a lot of that. And it's great. And, and, and which is just always, and now it's helped because if we have a dumb fight or something or whatever, we both are actively trying to squash it with a joke, which is how I've always done. I used to date a girl that was like, is everything okay? Everything a joke with you? And I was yeah. like, it's probably, it's going to be because it's easier for me to kind of just deal with this. I like- don't hold shit long. And my husband's good about it too. Even though he's like a grumpy old Italian guy, I will be the first one to be like, listen, I'm sorry. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And then immediately he can change it. Good. He yeah. can go. He, everybody thinks he's grumpy all the time, but we're, when it's us, he can change it quick. And yeah. it's like, as comedians, we need those kind of people where it's like, yeah. we're done. We're done. Are you 1, good? 000. I'm good. We're yes. fucking moving on. Yes, have to. Yeah. You have to be around other joyful people who can allow that. Because if not, you're like, I can't sit on this for six fucking months. Yeah. Are we Gucci? Oh, I got to go. Are we Gucci? Yeah. We got to go put chicken salad <laughs> in our dicks. Oh, you yeah. Know? <laughs> uh, she's also like loves to cook and I can't, st- I have no patience. So mm-hmm. that's always, yeah. I never was like, I got to be with a woman who cooked in the kitchen. Yeah. But she, she just finds cool TikTok recipes and whatever. Yeah. And she's always like. I'm going to try this or I made this. And I'm like, awesome. Um, there's nothing that turns me on more than when I come home and the grill's going or there's a crock does pot. Jeff cook? Oh, he fucking loves it. And he's decent. He didn't salt awesome. things enough. I'm just going to go ahead and let you know, honey. But it's like, he loves that shit. Yeah. So, you know, That's great. It, there's nothing better when you're like, you can take care of me. I'll take yep. care of you in a million other ways. But if you can feed me, we're, we're great. That's feed great, me, fuck me. And, you know. That's a good trade-off. That's a good trade-off. So I'd say wife's laugh and pup, pup snuggles is like probably the ideal. That's the absolute. Yes, is that what the question? The yeah, just yes. an absolute yes. Just something like my happy to space, my yeah. my uh, my where it's like, if like you know whatever in the business which happens all the time where you just it, you just allow things to pile on and you're mm-hmm. like fuck like I'm not gonna quit, but I yeah. I'm not having the fun I should be having. Yeah, and I and it's all on you always. I feel like to you know the things that can sometimes pollute our our joy are, is like you know a compare and despair day or, you know, not getting something that you wanted or, or, yeah. or being mad at yourself, at least for me of, of like, you know, laying out things that I wanted to do and then not doing them and, and choosing something else. And then being like, like you got to hold yourself accountable and be better yeah. about that. So then I get you always know, a woulda, coulda, shoulda yeah. all the time in, in comedy specifically. Yes. Too. So then, but then having her and, and pickles and dog home. is like, and I have- can just at least erase. And I'm sure people are like, well, that's what it's like when you have kids too. For sure. But like I said, when I just was around my buddy's kids and fucker, hey, knock, knock, <laughs> mom, fucker. Yeah, gotcha, bitch. Like, so that definitely goes, well, I'm going to wait a couple more years, you know, so I don't create the spawn of Satan. Well, 100%. Coming yeah. home on a Sunday night after doing shows oh, yeah. and being in bed with yeah. my two French bulldogs yeah. and I take their oh, little yeah. face and I just do this yeah. and I love them. And yep. then Jeff's like farting in the bed, bitching yep. about Fine. that, you know, he can't find secession on yeah. or like he <laughs> fucked it up. He fell asleep last night and yeah. I went ahead. Like yeah. those kind oh, of just yeah. bullshit marital spats 
that end up somehow and everybody just you know having sex in yep. the bed with the dog yep. still yep. there fine that is my happy place yeah, yeah. And, and you just got to get creative and clever about where the dogs are yeah. so that they're yeah. not looking right at you. I guess mm-hmm. that's the difference between dogs and kids. Kids are never just on the bed, like, staring right at you being <laughs> like, that's the only move you got tonight, huh, Dad? And you're like, didn't know you were here, Damien. Or fucking Craig. I don't know what it, he'll, his Craig. name will be. I like Craig that. Ray. Yeah. Who, you know, think about it. Who was ever like, I'm going to name my kid Craig? Weird. Weird. Gary, too. Gary. Gary. My uh, nephew Jackson has a friend named Gary, and he's mm-hmm. eight. And I'm like, if you're eight and you're Gary, you better figure this shit out real quick. Yeah. Why do you not work at a body shop, Gary? Your haircut sucks. You pop out of bushes to scare your fucking, uh, your buddies. Uh, real quick, we are living in the succession. Like, it's the finale, I think, is was yesterday. Or is next week. Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of the show? I, I watched the first three episodes and fell asleep. Okay. And now I've got to get into it. But yeah. I know all the, the shit. Yeah. Your show, what is your show right now? RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Fuck. I'm I've going been told back. many times to get into that. It's so joyful. And it'll make you laugh. It is a reality show. And I don't really watch a ton of reality, but it's a game show where it's like, all they do is give bits to each other all day. And it's cunty and it's fantastic. I need something that is so dumb, but like aesthetically beautiful. Heather That's McMahon my show. says it's cunty and fantastic. <laughs> Please let me be a guest judge. Oh, I would you would die. murder I that. I would die. Yeah. But all right, so you're you're living life. Where can everybody find you? What are you on the road doing? Like, are you're you're touring? You're doing touring, all the shit. Touring adamraycomedy.com for all the uh, tour date info. When does this come out? Maybe t- t- on Wednesday. I don't okay, know. It'll come out soon. Uh, yeah. Coming up, I got Sacramento, Reno. Unfortunately, go visit the last place my ex. <laughs> Where and the I... fuck are you, yeah. Jenna? <laughs> Go uh, uh, to my website again for tickets. Big shows in Seattle coming up. Irvine Improv this weekend, the 26th oh, and yeah. 27th. And then Fort Lauderdale, Phoenix, Boston, Chicago. Podcast about last night with Heather's been on. we got to get you live in the flesh when you come back to Let's LA. Let's do it. I'm in the Barbie movie that comes out in July. You're in the um, Barbie movie? Yeah. Yeah, I got like four God scenes. Damn it. We didn't yeah. even get. Okay. The Barbie Margot Robbie, movie. Yeah. awesome. Ryan yeah. Gosling, awesome. Both of them, hot. If you ask yeah. me which one, if they proposed a sexual night, you know, current affair style, I'd go, not current affair, indecent proposal. Yeah. And current affair was a, sh- a show, wasn't it? Like in the 90s? Yeah, a current, current affair. affair. Yes. It yes. was like, they found a body at the top of the Cold Stone Creamery. Yeah, anyway. Um, it was like Unsolved Mysteries. Yes, current it was. affairs was yeah. basically Unsolved Mysteries, yeah. which I saw somebody doing a bit and I don't know who did it, but they're like, isn't every mystery unsolved? <laughs> like, that's why it's a mystery. I don't that's know. So I saw funny. that on TikTok the other day. I don't know whose bit that is, but that you I was like, that's the are. greatest. You know who you are. That was great. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's from Shucked. That's right. It's from Shucked the Musical. Yes, Shucked the Musical, which that's you need to go so see. Funny. You need okay. to go to, to New York, go see Shucked the Musical. Fucking funny, amazing. You would also be great in it. Can't wait. He played the hot, the hot cowboy in Shucked, couldn't he? Or the yeah, can you still sing? You can still sing, right? Give me a second. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let me do some setups and some push-ups <laughs> and a dip and get a, a Photoshop of a shot of Gosling. So hot, so hot. The guy like daggers. I don't think he blinked the whole time he talked to me. He was just like, and I talked to him about comedy for a little bit after. So sweet. Anyway, that comes out in July, and then um, I guess you can watch Pam and Tommy and Chippendales. I'm in on Hulu. You're you're on everything. Um, Adam has been in everything. Once you see him, you're gonna you've literally done everything. And hoping to do more, hoping to play your husband. Yeah, hopefully NBC. I still need Susan. Susan, can you please read Susan, the script? Let's go and Take let us know gander, because we would love to do a multi cam. We'll crush it. If this pod doesn't give you enough reason to want to see more of McMahon and Ray. We don't know what the fuck you want. And you don't know what the fuck you want either. Yeah. Adam, thank you for being here. Thank you. Everybody follow you, love you. on all of it. You're love a you beast. more. Thanks for having me. Hey, let's do it. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.